Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by our good friends at FOCO, F-O-C-O dot com, FOCO. For uh, being a loyal listener to this podcast, if you click, uh, click excuse me, on the link describing the podcast, it'll take you to FOCO's website, add whatever you want to the cart, and... Uh, and that's it. You'll get a discount for being a loyal listener to this year Bleed Los podcast. So huge thanks to FOCO. They have a fantastic selection of bobbleheads, Dodgers merchandise, shoes, Hawaiian shirts, sombreros. They got it all. So check it out. FOCO.com. Huge thanks to them for uh, for the support. Terms and conditions do apply. Please see their website for further details. Uh, again, FOCO. And uh, our good friends at Bleed Los. Same exact name as us. Just uh, not a podcast. www.bleedlos.com They have all of the Dodger fandom clothing you can think of. Joe Kelly Fight Club shirt in preparation for that Houston Astros series. You can get it there. Uh, you can get a uh, you, you can get a uh, Walker F and Bueller shirts. You know to support the man. You can get them there. Bleedlos.com for being a loyal listener to this year podcast. If you use the code BleedlosPod, you will save ten percent on your purchase. Again, terms and conditions to apply. Please see their store for more details. Bleedlos.com. Huge thanks to them. And a huge thanks to you guys, the uh, supporters, subscribers, reviewers, listeners, followers of this year podcast. If it wasn't for you guys, honestly, we uh, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So huge thanks to each and every one of you. Uh, please, if you haven't, subscribe, review, uh, follow uh, the, uh, the Twitter account at BleedlosPod. And we're also on Instagram now. Uh, same uh, same handle at Bleed Los Pod. Uh, so please give us a follow, shoot us questions, shoot the breeze with us, and we'll gladly engage. But for now, here's another edition of the Bleed Los Podcast. Hey fans, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your world champion Los Angeles Dodgers, and you are listening to the Bleed Lows Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan, with the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And it's your boys Alonso and Juan with the baby face gimmick in the sky. We uh we took uh we took we took a day uh off, if you will, because of Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I uh, hope you had a good one. Uh, the Dodgers uh, had themselves a, a pretty good week, and now they, uh, you know, they they go into a, to to a hostile environment in the San Diego Padres. But before we get into that, we uh, we want to talk about some of the goings ons around the league, and we'll just dive right into it. Juan, what do you think of the sticky situation that MLB has put themselves into? I, you know, I honestly, I think this is everyone's same reaction is going to be that where is at least for me, it's where is all this coming from. Like, this has been going on for years in Major League Baseball. Why is it all of a sudden such a huge problem? Is it because so many players were talking about it? Is it because so many players went to the media uh, about this? Or is it because we had six no-hitters, you know, and and we're still three months into the season? I mean, two months into the season? Where's all this coming from, Alonzo? I mean, I I'm perplexed by it. I I don't get it. I mean, whoever is pushing this agenda for sure is a great time at parties. So it's like if this is what you're worried about, like yo, like it's like you said, it's been around forever. You know the 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 if you've ever been in a, in a professional clubhouse, whether it's the training room, whether it's you know the you know even just the general clubhouse. Everyone talks about stuff, right? But it's not because you're trying to gain an advantage. It's literally to help it help you not only have grip, but so you don't hurt yourself. And you know what? A lot of people kind of shit on Tyler Glass now. He's 100% right. Because when you get a brand new baseball, it's smooth. If you've ever bought a brand new baseball out of a, you know, a Rawlings box or whatever, you pull it out, it's really smooth. Try to throw that ball, a breaking ball of any kind with that ball, even a fastball. It's not going to go where you want to put it. 
So then they do the the Lena Black uh, Blackhound mud on it, if I'm not mistaken. It's mud from Mississippi that everyone uses. I, I've rubbed many baseballs, or as Pedro Martinez said, rubbed balls my way that I preferred to have handed and rubbed a certain way, as Mr. Martinez said. I, I've done that. And ever, anyone that's ever worked in baseball, you know, at, at the team level, et cetera, uh, they've, you know, they, they've rubbed baseballs. There's this, it's, it's, it's an art to a certain degree because some dudes either do it too heavy. Some dudes either do it too light. You kind of want it in the middle. Be that as it may, the way that it works now because of COVID protocols, some dude, you know, the dude that rubs baseball, in some cases, there's just a guy that that's their job. It, uh, that guy isn't at the stadium right now because of COVID, right? So they also want to limit, you know, the stuff that people touch and all that jazz. Cool. So they, you know, the, every, every team has got their guy rubbing balls. Point is, even if you go look at that baseball and it's been sitting there for a week, that baseball is no longer money. It's dusty. So if you sit that ball on your hand and you try to throw it, it's going to be like throwing a brand new pearly white baseball. So you're back to square one. So you have to find a way to get grip because you don't want to hit guys and you don't want to get hurt because now, like I said, uh, you know, all the, all the props in the world to Tyler Glass now. That dude, a part of the reason he's getting hurt is when he's holding a baseball in his hand, he has to grip that ball harder now. So when you're gripping that ball harder, all that pressure is going all the way down your arm until you get to your UCL. And when you get down to that UCL and you do that a bunch and you're turning you know, your wrist, you're turning your hand, you're, you're squeezing on a ball, that's going to hurt and it's only going to get worse. So the fact that baseball is trying, essentially doing what the NFL did, trying to get the offense the advantage while the defense – you know, may not have as, as much of the luxury of, of those advantages as they did prior. That's garbage. How are you going to sit here and tell me that a pitcher, like, like, you know, kind of to backtrack a little bit, they were talking about moving the mound back, I think a foot or three feet. So why do pitchers have to adjust, but hitters don't like you can't just do that one way and then not have it be the same for the other. Something has to give. Right. And I like the, the, the spider tack, you know, that sort of stuff. Okay. I, I get that as far as like the spin rate goes. Right. But at the same time, the stuff that, that these guys have been doing forever, you know, doing, you know, rosin and, and pine tar, rosin and sunscreen, rosin in your own sweat. Th- that's been, dude, that's been happening since, you know, before the, all three of us were alive. I mean, that's, that's how long that's been. So the fact that all of a sudden MLB wants to just go ahead and, and enforce it, even though there's been stuff in the rule books forever, you know, as far as like applying foreign substances to balls and stuff like that, but they haven't done much. It's just like dip. Dip's a part of the game, right? They have the dip police. We always joked about it. And if they saw the dip in the, in the, in the dugouts that they, you know, fine you or do whatever. But now what they're actually doing, they're actually stopping you in the middle of a game as you walk to the dugout and enforcing you know, enforcing whatever. Today, as we saw as we recorded this, look what they did to Jacob DeGrom. They, you know, they, they searched him as he walked off the field. So the that's my other problem with this, is you're making the umpires the judge during the executioner uh, of all of this and as far as how to enforce it. So it, it's just been madly mishandled by baseball, especially considering that they said that they weren't going to enforce anything until next season. Now, they're enforcing it here mid season and they they're not even handling it great. And they're just, uh, they basically decided, Hey, on this random Monday at the end of June, we're going to start enforcing this. And here we are. So it's, I, I understand why the players are pissed because I'm in the same boat as them. But my, my biggest problem is you're just giving all of that power to umpires and not giving the players recourse. If that makes sense. Alonzo, did you see the video where Trevor Bauer was getting interviewed from the dugout? And he had a baseball that was sticking to the palm, to his palm. And he told Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser that the reason why it stuck to his palm is he just had rosin and sweat. Now, do you think rosin and sweat would be enough to have a ball? St- I mean, it literally stuck. He had his fingers extended. You can find this video online. The ball was literally stuck to his palm. He had to pull it off of his palm. He could hold it up in the air without closing his hand. He was holding this baseball. Now, you'd mean to tell me that just a combination of sweat and rosin 
was going to create that. How are these umpires going to be able to determine if there is an actual foreign uh, substance? I don't know if you guys saw the video earlier in the year, the Cleveland Indians pitcher, you literally saw there was black stuff on his glove. Okay. If you pay attention to any of the games, you see a lot of pitchers on the brim of their hats. It's pine tar. It's whatever. There's dark substances there. But if someone doesn't have any of that, like you mentioned, they checked Jacob DeBrom at the beginning of this Dodger game at the end of the first inning. You Darvish, they checked him. They checked his hat and they checked his glove. Now, I wonder if Julio saw that and that messed Julio up in this first inning. I mean, here's here's the other part of it, right? Do they have like Bill Nye, the science guy and retainer to come out and like explain shit to them as far as like, hey, this is the chemical reaction that you're going to get from this, this and this? Because essentially you're assuming that they have something on them, right? I don't know if you guys remember Justin Turner for many years. I think they still use it in the dugout. I, or I'm sorry, the on-deck circle. I just haven't paid attention, but you'll see in, in the dugout, there's a bottle that's always taped with blue tape. That stuff's called Tyrus Sticky Grip. You spray it either on your bat or you spray it on your gloves, right? There's, there's pictures they use that stuff from time to time, but it dries out. But how would you know that's what they're using unless you're smelling? It? You know what I mean? And even that, how do you know that that's what it is? It could just be a combination of other things. Point is, these dudes are literally having to make a judgment call. And that judgment call could wind up in your favorite pitcher being suspended for 10 games. Two starts in some cases, or, you know, if it's a reliever, 10 games. That To me, that's why it's unacceptable. Because they they didn't have an opportunity to go out. If baseball would have done this right. You know, this is for me, this is the immoral equivalency of football, not not understanding what a catch is. You know, you have to do the whole, oh, well, you need an athletic move to complete the catch. What the hell does that mean? I'm catching a ball. Like what more? What else is an athletic move aside from catching the ball? So, you know, they're 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 overcomplicating a situation that doesn't need to be It, it. Is it is it in some in the eyes of some the biggest scandal in all of pro sports? Sure. Okay. That's cool. I mean, that hit piece by the the, the Sports Illustrated uh, folk about how it's the Dodgers are increasing their spin rate, and but there is no evidence of doctoring baseballs. So all you're essentially doing is you're going to slander people and assume that's what they're doing because they have stuff. Like, that's – come on. Like To me, that's why this is way beyond mishandled. It's, it's a joke at this point. Look, Major League Baseball has a major has a has a big problem on their hands because now not only do you have the Astros scandal that has stuck with the Astros and will continue to stick with the Astros. I see what but you now, did but now exactly, but now you have another. Now you have another issue because this is just dominating the talk about baseball. We're not talking about the division races. We're not talking about how the National League West has the top three teams in the National League. We're not talking about Shohei Otani and the start that he's had to the season and the things that he's doing. We're not doing any of that. What are we talking about? We are talking about how there's cheating once again going on in the game. Now, let me ask you this. Is this cheating? Because what I don't understand is they're being really hard on these pitchers in terms of what they're using. But yet baseball, I mean, the hitters can use pine tar. The hitters can put pine tar on their batting gloves. And what does that do? It helps them grip the bats. So the hitters are allowed to do that. But the pitchers are not allowed to do anything that will help them with their grip. So, again, I don't understand why this is a problem. This has been going on for years in this game. Gaylord Perry got into the Hall of Fame, and he is renowned for putting stuff on on the ball. Now, if you're going to go to that extreme, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, having, you know, sandpaper or using a nail file. That stuff is obviously you don't do that. But if you're putting stuff on your hand in order to help your grip, I, you, Alonzo, you said this off air. I think it's up to the, play, the The hitters have to make the adjustments because I feel other than Jacob DeBron, DeGrom, the hitters are the ones at the advantage because these guys don't swing at anything unless it's a strike. 
that's why you have so many walks. You have a strike zone that's constantly evolving. I think everything in the sport is working against the pitchers. And now Major League Baseball comes out here. And again, I hate Rob Manfred because he does nothing to promote this sport. You look at basketball. What are you talking about in basketball? You're talking about all these young guys and all these amazing things that these young players are doing. Devin Booker, Trey Young, you can, that's dominating the conversation in basketball. What are we talking about in baseball? We're not talking about any of the stars in baseball. No, we're talking about this cheating thing. So, Long story short, my rant over here is now over. My question to you guys is, is what the pitchers are doing right now, is it really cheating? No, no. And that's an emphatic no, because at the end of the day now, okay, let me digress just a titch because I, I am heated about this. If you're using spider tack to increase your spin rate, because obviously that's a big stat now. Okay. That's cheating. Right. But I would say 99% of the guys that are using stuff, it isn't because they want to cheat or they're intending to cheat or whatever. Their intention literally is, hey, if I throw this this circle change up and if I, I release it, you know, 0.1 second too soon, it may hit the guy, right? That's the reason why they do it. So for me, it's not cheating. And, and, and the last thing I will say on my soapbox, the audacity by MLB to, to, you know, essentially claim that they, uh, they're wanting to clean up the game when they mishandled arguably the biggest, you know, scandal in, 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 you know, at least in this century when it comes to the Astros. And then now that they're referring to this as the biggest scandal, that's, that's, that's such bullshit, man. It's like, at the end of the day, you guys didn't have the set to, to hold that team accountable and you gave guys immunity. And, and the entire story hasn't come out. I mean, Adrian Gonzalez was on here and he told us that, you know, it's one of those things where it, it's worse than, than what it really is. And you're going to sit here and tell me that this is worse than that when the team actually cheated to win a championship, get over yourselves. And Rob Manfred, to your point, if, if he really cared about growing this point in this game, he wouldn't give a damn about anything aside from growing it and not making it such a regional game. Because we've talked about this before we don't know anyone that plays for the Orioles and they have some pretty decent players on that team. Yeah. They're not great, but I mean, they're, they're still pretty decent young up and coming guys. The Marlins have a, a stockpile of, of young guys, same thing. No one knows who the hell they are. So if he was really concerned about growing the game and moving the game in the right direction, he would, to your point, do the whole, like, Hey, you may not live in Atlanta, but you know, you sure as hell know who Trey Young is. You may not live in Phoenix, but you sure as hell know who Divin Booker is, even though he's dating a Kardashian. And that's the only other thing I know about that guy. It's but, a Jenner, sir. A Jenner. Jenner. Jenner correction. Sorry. Correction. I digress. No, no disrespect, Miss Jenner, whichever Jenner it is. But, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. You know, like with the Pirates, the only reason I know uh, uh, the, the one guy that's Belly's homeboy is because he's dating Vanessa Hudgens. I don't even know his name. And the only reason I know that is that was all over Instagram or Twitter. One of the two where Twitter was fake mad about something one day. And that's how I found out about that. So it's, th that's not what it should be about. What it should be about is Shohei Otani is a two-way player that is probably going to win the batting title. I haven't seen that in a long time. Jacob deGrom is pitching his balls off and no, and, and it's just quietly doing it for the Metropolitans, but no one is talking about that in the national media per se on the same level as they are this. And that is beyond a disgrace. And that just shows you how much Rob Manfred sucks. And it's unfortunate because baseball is, in my opinion, the purest of the sports, right? And it's, in my opinion, oh, there, and, and breaking news coming from Pecco, they also checked Julio. So Julio gets rocked and he has to stop and talk to the umpires and be like, yo, what's on your hands? That would be the, the, like, what, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> No, again, this is it's just one of those things where I think the only thing that you can expect and guarantee from Rob Manfred is that he's going to make every situation worse. I, I, I mean, every player that you've listened to, the White Sox player, who was the pitcher on the White Sox? 
who called them out, you know, saying, okay, you guys are going to do this, but you're not going to do anything about the Astros. It's all going to go back to the Astros. It's always going to go back to the Astros. It's going to haunt everything because they didn't do the most basic thing, which was the easiest thing to do was to vacate the title. Okay. Even if you are not going to punish these guys, even if you're not going to suspend each these guys, the easiest thing, the bare minimum they should have done was vacated the title. And if you did that, that would be viewed as somewhat of a punishment. Maybe it's not as severe a punishment as some people may have wanted, but it would have been something. So for them to take a pass on the Astros and now to in the middle, like you said, in the middle of the season to do this course correct in a sport where these people are creatures of habit and anything you do to change their routine is going to throw them off is just it's it's really sad because i love baseball i love baseball but i just feel that the people that run baseball do everything to hurt this game i uh i am curious uh, as far as your thought on 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 all of this one aside from obviously what we just went into let's say they would have and we're obviously we're playing devil's advocate here but i i I present this because uh, we're both passionate fans of the baseball, right? Two different perspectives, but nonetheless, we're both passionate about the game. Let's say the Astros would have gotten their title you know, vacated. Because my biggest beef with that whole thing, aside from they didn't vacate that title, is the fact that they gave everyone immunity. That's such horseshit that it's like, yo, like you don't get caught up in a RICO charge and then you get immunity unless you're flipping on someone, right? So... So for me, that was a big problem. But let's say baseball would have handled it right. And big if, if they would have handled it right. And they vacate the title, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, some suspensions, yada, 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 right? And then we get to this point and they're handling it this way. Do you think that the outrage would be as crazy as it is? And they would just essentially be saying, oh, well, you guys are getting paid millions of dollars to do this, blah, 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 get your, get your stuff together. Or do you think that the uh, the outrage would be the same? I, I think the outrage would be the same. The only thing that you would be missing is now the players don't have the defense or not the defense, but they can't play the Astros card. That's the only thing that you would be missing because you're still going to have these players doing, why are you doing this now? You don't, I don't, I don't think any sport would make a rule change like this during the middle of their season. Because, again, you're changing their routine. We're going to have this issue now because Darvish doesn't seem to be looks like he has an issue. Because I don't know how many strikeouts he, he's up to now, maybe like four through two innings. But Darvish looks like he's fine. But Julio did not look. But, again, it's hard to tell because Julio does have a history of having control problems. But to, to answer your question, Alonzo, again, I just think – I, I just don't I still don't understand no matter how many reasons you give me or the proper explanation. I don't know why this is an issue with pitchers. But then again, have you guys seen Manfred on any media addressing no. this issue? Has won't. Manfred on any show been interviewed to answer these questions? And I know the primary question and the only question I think anyone should be asking Manfred is why now? I just don't understand why they decide to do this two months into the season and has forced everyone now to change their routine. Now, you may, we may be seeing scoring going up, and I maybe the average fan enjoys scoring, high-scoring games. I myself am a fan of the two-to-one, three-to-two ball games. But my next question to Rob Ranford is, okay, if you think this is going to increase offense and an offense is better for the game, how is it better for the game when half the people can't watch the games because of the blackout restrictions? And again, I mean, it, that, that's baseball a different issue. Their own way. Yeah. And, and Juan, our, our requests for uh, Rob Manfred have, have uh, been an, they've not been answered yet to have him come on the show. So, so Rob Manfred, I'm is, still working on that, but he hasn't, he hasn't responded to my emails. So. He's stuck in the Bleedless podcast because he knows we ask the tough questions on this show. Well, you know what? I bet you that Rob Manfred doesn't like tacos. 
I bet you. I, I just I just look at that man's face, and I guarantee you, he is very like. I I don't like tacos. I'd like to just you know eat salad with a lot of ranch on it. I, I bet you he's a ranch guy. That's why he's ducking the the show. I think My he doesn't want to sure. answer that question. My Absolutely. beef is he probably doesn't like lingua tacos, and uh, no pun intended. That's garbage. Uh, <laughs> just it's and here's the other beef with that dude, right? He, you know, he, he's gone on national radio and, and done whatever, but where the hell has he been? Where the hell has he been? You see, so, okay, so so he was interviewed on re- national radio about this. No, no, because no, not about I this. have not, I have no, not no. heard him at all on this subject. So, to clarify, prior to he would, you know, he'd have no problem being on the Dan Patrick show, you know, he'd have no problem going on ESPN. All of a sudden, he's gone radio silent, and you know, and, and if 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 any of you listening to this have seen him do radio, I'd have no problem admitting that we're wrong, right? But I haven't seen him anywhere. And again, if you really cared about growing the game, you wouldn't be doing this shit right now, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're you're literally, literally ruining the, ruining the routines of starters and relievers in the middle of a season. Like, if this is, if you were to show, like, baseball mismanagement, this, this scenario and the Astros scenario, would it be next to that definition? Because this is embarrassing. Because instead of talking about, again, Shohei Otani going out there and raking, we're talking about foreign substances on balls. That That's, again, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate for baseball because who ends up losing out on this at the end of the day? Baseball. Because you don't, you know, you're obviously seeing the game on ESPN tonight, assuming you're in, a, in ESPN market. But before, you know, Baseball tonight was a go-to show. MLB tonight was a go-to show just for, you know, the pun entry. You can't even do that now without talking about this and only this because it's such a regional game. And we have Rob Manfred to think for that. And that's unfortunate because that's the stuff you should be focusing on and not the foreign substances someone may or may not be using. But what could it be? I don't know. Because now we have to literally have a, a you know, a, a, a wild goose chase after every inning potentially or every other inning or every few innings than, than they did before, you know, cause again, you know, back, you know, I'm going to sound like a boomer here, but uh, back in my time, if you uh, called out the opposing team for that, you're getting thrown it. Cause that's, that's Bush league. So the, you know, obviously the culture's changed and all that jazz, but one thing that doesn't change is some of that old school stuff. This is one of those old school things that I don't think should change because it's a part of the game, but you want to move the mound a foot back. So that way the hitters don't have to adjust. Get out of here. That's that's insanity to me. Tommy Lasorda would would raise hell about that if he was still around and in the game because that's that like the integrity of the game is what everyone talks about, right? Moving the mound back a foot is not going to help the integrity of the game at all whatsoever. No, and you know what? I mean, let me ask you this: Do you think that it's these guys using foreign substances on the ball that is what's causing the offense to be down? You don't think it has anything to do with the fact that the major league average now at hitters is 220? That these guys now do not, when they go up to the plate, don't take an approach to make contact. Their approach is all or nothing. It's either a home run. And I know now I sound like one of those old school baseball guys who's like, oh, the game was much better back in the day. But I, I mean, if you've watched baseball for as long as I have, I think it's very noticeable that you see these guys are not making. I mean, how many times did we in Little League? All right. Get in your two strike stance. You know, now you got to make, you know, contact. You you weren't swinging the same way when you had two strikes as opposed to when you didn't have any strikes. And I just think it's obvious you see these guys. They're either looking at strikes or they're swinging right through the ball. It looks like they have holes in their swings. So you mean to tell me that none of that is affecting the game? It's more that the first foreign substances on the balls. I, I mean, nowadays with the way stuff is, you know, we, we had Adrian Gonzalez on here, right? And, uh, and by the way, Julio Rios is frustrated. That dude is a uh, 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 live look at Pecco. Julio Rios is raging like he's Roger right now. Uh, on the mail, but uh, it, you know, I mean, my thing with it is Adrian Gonzalez talked about it. You know, it's all about launching, you know, it's all about exit velocity, you know, it's all it's all about that stuff. Whereas before it was working on your mechanics, right? Like you said, your, your second strike stance, making contact, putting the ball in play, 
playing small ball, suicide squeezes, all that jazz, right? That's not a thing anymore. That's a thing in the past because now it's all about game planning and matchup planning and, and all that jazz, right? And, and, and to a certain degree, that's been a, a hindrance on the game because now the offense that we see is home runs, right? We, you know, everyone's looking for the long ball and I get it. Chicks dig the long ball, all that jazz. I mean, I, I would have loved to have hit a home run in a major league stadium, but I was a pitcher. And, and at that point it was the, you know, the raw competitiveness of a pitcher and a hitter. And you're trying to do the hardest thing in sports, which is hit a fastball. And that's it, regardless if there's sticky stuff there or not. Now, again, is there guys that are for sure trying to do it to enhance their spin rate? Sure. Sure. Because the irony is, if you don't bring up that stat of spin rate ever, I bet you this isn't even a thing. I bet you that no one is 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 micromanaging, for lack of a better term, what who is using, who is not, you know, accusing whomever of what. And and here we are, right? There that that stat is so heavily emphasized now that that's that's a part of the thing. You know, hey, we're gonna look at all these teams and, and look at the data and see who has the increase of spin rate. And ironically, one of those teams is the team that we, that we follow passionately is the Dodgers. You know, they've been accused of that stuff. And, you know, again, everyone uses something, everyone. If anyone tells you that they don't use anything, they're just lying to your face, whether it's sweat and rosin, whether it's pine tar, whatever. But again, it's when you get into the spider tack and all that jazz, that's, that's when I think you're, you're bordering on that performing enhancing line, if you will. But then again, I also, I don't know how good that spider tack stuff is because I've never used it. I've never seen it in action per se that I know of. And, and that's that. So I have no problem playing willfully ignorant because I'm not just being willfully ignorant. I've just never seen anyone use spider tack. But again, Garrett Cole was on the verge of tears when they talked to that dude. And I felt bad for that guy when, when whoever, you know, whoever from Yankees PR sent him out to talk about that, that first time, they shouldn't work in PR anymore because they, they how do you not know that's the first question they're going to ask and your guy wasn't ready. And so it, it further adds to the egg on your face. Right. And he had straight up admitted even himself. Yeah. I mean, when I went out there, I wasn't using anything and it was, it was, it, it was, it was concerning because I was afraid I was going to hit somebody and yada, 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 you know, but it's one of those things. And he said it best until you're in that situation, you don't truly understand. And I, for the life of me, I just don't understand who in their right damn mind thought, Hey, you know what? You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking June 21st. I think that's the day that we should just start this like, sir, but that's like two weeks before the all-star break, three weeks before the all-star break. And it's in the middle of the season. Ah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. And then Ron Madford hates baseball. That's that's, I mean, that's just how it went down. That's in my mind. That's how I think it went down. He wakes up every day choosing violence because he doesn't like, he likes the paycheck of course, but he doesn't like the, the duty that comes with it. And it's the current caretaker is not doing what they should be doing with the game of growing it. If anything, I think they're setting it back because again, to your point, this game tonight, you have the mighty Los Angeles Dodgers versus the show pots. Fernando Tatis Jr. Versus Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, who bet a Dodgers fan is his damn contract who hasn't paid up on the bet, by the way, against, you know, the old foe. So it's like to me, and you have Trevor Bauer going in the series. Walker Beeler, I, I actually know Clayton Kershaw going in the series. Julio Diaz going in the series tonight. Three of the best starters in the game. And what are we talking about? We're talking about fucking sticky stuff. That again is that's the problem. Yeah. No. I mean that. I mean it's a big problem, and I, I just I think it's all these people talking about it that forced baseball to have to deal with it. I just don't understand why it was a problem. I mean. The, in two through two innings of work so far, you Darvish has struck out five, and they've checked his glove, they've checked everything. So why is it that the Dodgers can't make contact on this guy? It's because the sticky I, stuff one. You know, you sometimes you tip your hat off to the guy, but it's just like is you Darvish that good that he has struck out five out of the six batters that he's faced, or is there a problem with the the approach that these guys have? where they can't make contact, where it's just either all or nothing. I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. Now, I do I think that that mindset should be changed? Sure, absolutely. But that's going to take more than just implementing some rules about sticky stuff, if we're honest. AJ, what intrigued me about last year, obviously the COVID year, is AJ Pollock openly talking about how 
him not having, you know, the, the replay room, having that there, that that was able to, to keep him engaged and keep him checked because then he wasn't hyper-focusing on like, Oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing this or I'm not doing that, or I should be doing this instead of that. He just went out there and played. And that to me is, is a huge part of what needs to, you know, kind of slowly, you know, be pushed back out of the game. Not necessarily completely because obviously data, all data is good data, but at the end of the day, for, for a major league player, AJ Pollock's a, a, a baseball player, right? That dude's a, a, a he's a borderline five tool player. And he, he openly admitted that, hey, maybe we have too much emphasis on these things. And that's what's killing my vibe. So, okay, if you remove that end of it and we just kind of go back to a little bit more of, uh, of, of less kind of in your face about the data and the video and stuff, it might change. Have the off, it might not do anything to the offense at all, right? But what it would do is it would change the approach of those guys going up to the bat and actually having to rely on your ability, right? Whereas a pitcher, everyone now throws 100. Everyone throws 100. The only difference is, do you want to be hit by a guy that's throwing 100, yes or no? And we've seen it with a guy like Blake Trinan. Blake Trinan, not saying that Blake uses anything, but that dude's got nasty movement on his ball. So if that dude's throwing, you know, a hundred on top of that, doesn't have anything sticky and he's throwing inside and he hits you 10 times, then what are you going to say then? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, again, it, it's it, it, the way that baseball has handled this is just another way of showing how baseball just does nothing but know how to get in their own damn way. And it's, and frankly, it, it's embarrassing for the game because this is such a game that's built on pride and built on tradition and integrity that this is the opposite of that. And it, it's frankly, it's embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, look, here's the thing. The Dodgers went five and one last week. They're playing teams that they should have be. And they finally did that, right? They were struggling against teams that were under 500. They were able to go five and one this week. They won every series. They've, they went through that stretch where they beat the teams that they were supposed to be. That being said, they lost half a game in, in terms of the standings. They're going into, <laughs> going into today, they're a game and a half, you know, behind the Giants. So the, the thing is, is now they're going into a stretch where they're going to play the Padres for three. They got the Cubs for four and, now, and then the Giants afterwards. So this stretch is going to be very tough for them. Not only that, but they're going to start getting back some players that will hopefully help them during this stretch where they are playing the upper echelon teams of the National League. They're a game and a half out. They are 17 games over 500. And sometimes, especially, you know, Babyface talks about them as being underachievers. They suck because they're not in first place. They're 17 games over 500, and it's only June. They would be in first place if the Giants weren't playing out of their mind. And one of the things I just want to pull, pull out, uh, bring up here, the Dodgers lost 15 out of 20 earlier in the year. The Padres went through their little losing streak where, I, I don't know, they lost something ridiculous. I think maybe it was 13 out of 17. So the Giants have not gone on a losing streak yet. They haven't gone into their funk. I am curious to see if the Giants do go into a funk how they respond to that, or maybe the Giants just don't go into a funk this year. And, you know, it's one of those crazy things of baseball. You just don't, you just don't, under, you can't explain it. So Alonzo, what are they going to do with these roster spots? Who's going down and it, what's going to happen here? Because some of these guys, I mean, are, do they, are they just going to be in the minor leagues for a while? I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, obviously Mr. Rex, who you just mentioned, will be going back down and uh, Andy Burns will for sure be going back down. The, that clears up the two roster spots we were talking about uh, for Mr. Muncie and uh, Mr. Bellinger. I, I, I will say this, uh, uh, back to your point about the Giants. You know, one thing that, that reminded that uh, this is going to piss Roger off really bad, actually, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, those teams of the Giants that, uh, that were on the run, you don't, I don't really remember them ever really slumping. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I know that they went through, you know, some rough patches just like everyone else because baseball's Double magic. Fun. They sold their souls. For how many championships? I'm just curious. 
they lucked into three or something like that. Okay. They lucked into three. Okay. <laughs> you, you heard it there. Um, I, I remember how, how, you know, cause again, it, it goes back into the whole, uh, uh, you know, special conversation, if you will, you know, because you you know, when you're around it or whatever, those, I don't think we're going to see anything like that again for a while because those giants teams were good. This giants team is low key good. And I've been saying that on here for a while, in my opinion, they might be the best team in baseball. And if, if that's the test with the Dodgers, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm okay to, to bang with that. Even with a full roster, you know, of, of a man, of a Muncie, of a Bellinger, because when you look at the stats of those teams, which obviously everything stats now, the the Dodgers are twenty three and twelve at home, in twenty one and fifteen away. The pot, I'm sorry, the Giants are twenty four and ten at home, twenty two and sixteen away, and they're built similarly in the sense that they have a pretty good rotation, they have a pretty consistent bullpen, and they have guys that that for the most part know how to put the ball in play on each of their rosters. Yeah, I've talked about Brandon Belt on here a bunch. Brandon Crawford's heating up. Uh, you know, they have their guys, right? But the Dodgers do too. And some of those guys include the Max Muncies of the world and the, and the Clay Bellingers. So, uh, and, and the surprise acquisition that no one still had on their bingo card that I don't know of is Albert Pujols being the Dodgers' first baseman every every other week, right? Or every other game. So it's one of those things where, you know, they, they've made kind of chess moves, but we also have to remember who's the guy running the show in San Francisco now? It's, you know, where did, where did he get his formula from? So, so it's, it's no surprise that the Dodgers or that the Dodgers are having to compete with the giants. Um, it, it really isn't because they've, you know, they still had great talent there and here we are, the, but you know, I did not have it on my bingo card though, looking at the season that the three best teams in baseball, in my opinion, were, were going to be coming out of the NL West um, or that the NL West was going to be the division that it currently is with uh, the, the, Giants, Dodgers, and Padres doing what they're doing either. But uh, long story short, though, with those moves, uh, as far as they go, you know, I'm I'm hopeful. What I am worried about Belly. I, I have a feeling that 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 whatever is 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 his injury will currently is just nagging, right? And it's going to continue to nag him. So they have to do the whole, hey, we need to manage this, or uh, what are they saying in basketball? Uh, uh, load management. So. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, that's what they're going to kind of have to do with Bellinger. But, I mean, Max Muncy himself, you know, before he got hurt, you know, you were on the Max Muncy train, one. You were uh, you were conducting that train, and and he's still, for the most part, doing the thing. Uh, so I'm not overly worried about that. But I am curious to hear what your thoughts are on Tony Gonsolin now that he's come back, has had some action. Are, are you still worried about him, or what's your thinking with him? I am a little worried about Gonsolin, and you said this a, long, a few episodes ago, Alonzo. Every time, every time that Gonsolin goes and What's going on, on over the there, Roger? <laughs> what? Whatever you're watching, Roger, we can hear on the show. So, uh, Roger, either, Roger, I think he's got, got Homer Simpson over yeah, at his place. We're gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued for having Homer Simpson on here. Sorry, I, I had to mute you, Roger. Uh, he went, he went Homer Simpson. No, but you've been talking about this, that these bullpen games are going to catch up with the Dodgers. Every time Gonsolin pitches, it turns into a bullpen game. Yeah. This last game on Sunday, he went three and something, I think three and a third or three and two thirds. He only had 46 pitches. Now at the time I sit there wondering, why are they taking him out? How are they going to stretch this guy out? If they keep pulling him out early, well, it turns out after the game that they were worried about his shoulder. His shoulder hadn't been bothering him. So if this guy is not healthy and you're going to continue to have these bullpen games, this is what's going to happen. Sunday was a perfect example, right? They're up nine to one. You're going to use your lower leverage guys in that game. Edwin, you said that every time he's gone out there has shown that he doesn't have it which just makes me scratch my head because they were so quick to get rid of Dennis Santana. Every time Edwin Yuseta has been in a game, he has just been pouring gasoline all over the fire and they don't get rid of that guy. So I think, I, I don't know if they can afford to wait until the trade deadline to get another starter 
because I think they they need to put an end to these bullpen games because I think it's clearly it's it's catching up to the bullpen. Well, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm actually surprised that by this point they uh, haven't elevated David Price as just the fifth starter. Like to me, it's just like that. That's the natural move, right? So, do you, do you think he doesn't want to? I don't think it's that he doesn't want to. I I feel like it's either they don't trust him, which is very possible, or he's also dealing with a nagging injury of some kind, or they're worried that since he was out for the year last year because he opted out, that he may not have the stamina, and they're trying to keep him kind of like in that super reliever role, if you will, for the postseason. All those things are very, very real possibilities, right? Trying to build up his uh, his uh, stamina and such. I, I, I will just say, though, is because, you know, it's also that that uh, David is no slouch either, right? You know, he's got he's a Cy Young guy, pitching the World Series. You know, so that's why, to me, I'm, I'm uh, surprised that they haven't uh, elevated him. So be that as it may, as you know, though, the Dodgers are very pragmatic and they, they, uh, they, they have uh, a plan, right? I am curious as to who maybe they're potentially going to acquire because I don't think that they're necessarily going to trade Tony away because as we were talking about it before, uh, before we started recording, th- th- they clipped Dennis Santana pretty quickly. And I was surprised by that because they don't really like to move on from an asset unless they know, you know, if they're high up on an asset, they're, they're going to keep doing the thing. And I think that's why they're doing that with Ed and Nusetta. Uh, You know, they see something there. So for them to, to have clipped Dennis, who they, you know, they've been pretty stoked about for the last few years. Uh, and for him just to be clipped the way that he was tells me there was something else there, I think, with character stuff, maybe. But I, I mean, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, though, that if you have a David Price on your roster, why David Price isn't your fifth starter in this current time, right? So unless there's another move that we're unaware of, or if they think that Tony could be the guy, I, I don't know. But uh, that part of it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it, the other part that doesn't make sense to me, like I said, is the David not being the fifth guy yet. Because it, you have a starter right there. You have a starter. So that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I just they. I'm just perplexed. Really, I guess is what I should say. If the Dodgers are good at doing anything, they're really good at confusing everyone. And maybe they don't want to show their hand, or maybe they don't want to overpay for a prospect or or whoever they're going to acquire. I mean, even let's be honest, the moves that they made as far as acquiring, you know, Albert, Yoshi, uh, going, you know, go, going and making those moves, they, they they've not been very, shall we say, sexy moves. Um, so if you're going to go out and try to get a fifth starter, that's probably going to acquire some capital. So it's one of those where maybe they don't want to show their hand necessarily, or maybe they are showcasing Tony. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just going to be interesting because I think in this stretch coming up, they, they have to keep pace with the giants. Yeah. They, I mean, they cannot afford to lose series and they're going to be playing. I mean, the giants, I mean, the Padres have played the Dodgers tough. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers are already down to them for nothing in this game. Four to one. Roger, you know, like you to know so I, and, and, you know, and Babyface would have would have told you this. Actually, he did tell us this, that, you know, the Padres were struggling and all of a sudden they're getting right, right. just as the Dodgers come into town. And that's that's going to be tough. But they, if they come back, it, they bounce back and they can steal this game. That's great. If not, that puts a lot of pressure on Kershaw. It puts a lot of pressure on Bauer for Wednesday. A Bauer who's already going to be feeling the pressure of everyone is going to be checking him to see what he's using. So I, I mean, if the Dodgers get swept by the Padres, I, I, you know, for the longest time, I just kept saying, as long as they stay close, they stay close. And if they can get healthy, they'll go on a run. I don't know if this team's going to be able to stay healthy this year. I think it's just one of those things where they just look like they are snake bit this year when it comes to injuries. I mean, they're just lucky that their other four starters haven't gotten hurt, but Kershaw's back is a ticking time bomb. You don't know what, you know, when that thing goes out, if Bueller gets hurt, if Urias, Urias has never pitched this many innings. He's already over his limit of innings that he's pitched. So I am curious to see how he continues. So 
I agree with you in the sense that we can't trade Gonsolin because I think we're going to need Gonsolin. But if Gonsolin isn't healthy, if his shoulder is an issue and he's basically out there because of necessity, I mean, what do you do? Do you go ahead and make a move to try to go ahead and and still be competitive in the season? I I mean, I I think it's too early to give up on the season, but the way the Giants are going right now, I mean, you have to find a way to stay close and then you got to beat these teams head to head. So they got to take two under three against the Padres and they got to take two under three against the Giants. Well, and even in that, I I mean, I'm not looking at it like it's a salvageable thing or anything like that. I still think regardless, at some point they have to get a fifth starter because like we've talked about, the bullpen is just not going to is not going to age well, you know, this season going over that. I will say it's been and obviously we'll talk about this as we get closer to uh, to the all star break. Kelly Jansen's been a great story. He definitely showed us. <laughs> he definitely showed us. But it, to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense again. Uh, why uh, David has not been has been elevated, I guess, to uh, to the fifth guy. But again, you know, this is why. We uh, we talk about tacos here, and we rage tweet from Peco, and not manage the team because I mean, otherwise, you know, we'd we'd be answering those hard hit uh, hard hitting questions. But on that note, as we look ahead to next week, or rather this week, because we uh, we took the holiday off this week, the Dodgers have uh, three against the Padres. Obviously, they're they're playing game one tonight as we're recording this, and then they got four against the Cubs, and uh, our old friend Jock Peterson comes to town. So that'll be a uh, That'll be interesting as we uh, go around the room uh, to hear predictions. I will go first. I expect this to be a, a, a two to three situation between the Dodgers and the Padres. And uh, I expect them to split with the Cubs. What say you want? Uh, I expect them to lose two out of three to the show pods and also split with the Cubs. I I think this is going to be a rough uh, a rough week for the Dodgers. I just, uh, especially with this rule change, I, I not necessarily this rule change, but the enforcement of this, I, I, I don't like how it's going to affect the pitchers. I know Kershaw, I don't think he uses anything, so it might not affect Kershaw. But with Kershaw right now, honestly, if you don't know what Kershaw you're going to get, you know, he had a couple of bad starts and then he bounced back, but it was against a bad team. Right. You know, so I, I am curious to see what he does tomorrow. Uh, and I'm very curious to see how Bauer, I mean, Bauer had a nice little ba- bounce back start, but again, this is a new week where they're enforcing. I don't know what this is going to do to mess with people's heads. And the Cubs swept the Dodgers out in Chicago. And I, I'm just, I don't know how healthy Muncie is. I don't know how you mentioned it, how healthy Bellinger is. And it just seems like these guys just are not clicking on all cylinders. They're beating, they beat up on bad teams, but now they're facing good teams. And, and like I said, I, I mean, right now, what I'm really interested to see is the Dodgers get into the Padres bullpen because the Padres bullpen has been struggling lately. If they can steal this game, it'll be good. But I, I think this is going to be a rough week for the Dodgers. And, and by the way, before we go to Rogers prediction, this next, these next two weeks, are a mixture of, you know, division leading teams and bad teams. Next week, that you know, obviously we talked about the Giants coming to town, uh, but they also play at DC against the Nationals. The Nationals are not very good, right? So, uh, and we'll preview that Giants series next week. That's going to be a fantastic series. If you're a baseball fan, it's going to be fantastic. The only bummer is, is uh, that it's only two games, so that sucks. But that's, I mean, because those are, in my opinion, the Giants are the best team in baseball. I don't give a damn what anyone says. But uh, Roger, what say you about the prediction for uh, for for this week as we're looking at Game One uh, together here with you, Rage tweeting? Um, I want seven to zero. Wow. wow. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll take two in San Diego, and then I think they're gonna bounce back against the Cubs. Um, I think Cubs caught them when the Dodgers were in that little funk, five and fifteen. So I'd expect Dodgers to take three and four in that series. And let's not forget too the uh, the Cubs are tied atop the uh, the NL Central with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers uh, at forty and thirty two as of the recording of this. So uh, either way, I mean you know the Cubs are are uh, are still a good team. So it's going to be interesting to see 
how uh, how they are. I know I disrespected them by referring to them as a bad team a second ago, but uh, it's been well, a weird well, year. They were they were a bad team when the Dodgers went to see them. They were a bad team, right? And, they're and really they lost, bad away. They lost that series. I should so, say they're not they're not great in, away. They're fifteen and twenty away. Uh, so so it's not great, but it's not it's not good either. And as a matter of fact, over the last ten games, they they split five and five. So you know, and and, and let's also not forget too. Before tonight, the Dodgers were are were eight and two over the last ten. So it's not like the Dodgers are just having like a you know a, a come to Jesus moment where they suck. It's just they're they're like like Juana said, they're not playing up to their potential and they're not playing on all cylinders. They're not firing on all cylinders. Everyone's, you know, kind of struggling. And then now obviously you throw in the sticky stuff gate and here we are. So it's, it's, it's been a weird year, right? I'm not just the yeah. only one thinking that. No, you're absolutely right. It's just, but here's the thing. It's, I, I go back to the fact that this team losing 15 out of 20 yeah. is still 17 games over 500. Right. But if you watch these te- this game, this team day in and day out, you're not convinced that this is a great team. You're not convinced that, man, these guys are playing really well. Do any of you get that feeling? I've said this before. I'll say it again. We've been spoiled for three years, man. We have. And even now we're still spoiled because right now they quote suck and they're still 44 and 27. Well, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Babyface. Do you feel like this team has been, is playing good, even though they there's 17 games over 500. It's just the inconsistency. They'll they'll get on a roll. They'll have a good game. They'll score five, six, seven runs. Next game they score one run. That's and that's how it's been. It's they haven't got on that on that just streak where they're just like steamrolling every steamrolling teams. You know, five runs here this game, six runs next game, you know, four runs next game. It's kind of just up and down, up and down. And that's kind of why we don't get that feeling like this team is really, really like the best team in baseball. And we don't get that feeling just yet because, and you know, it's well, that's because like the that. giants are the best team in baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the injuries, you know, <laughs> we still haven't seen them play. They still haven't played the pod. will never that, acknowledge that. He will have, not have full, acknowledge that. Full strength. They still haven't played the pod. that full strength. The giants, the, giants could know, be 56 and, and 16. And he would never acknowledge that. Never. The giants will fall back down to earth by all-star break. There it is. Hot takes, Roger. Back to you in the studio. I, I, uh, I will say this as we wrap it up. I, I, I never change, Roger. I just think how literally it's like, well, the Giants are the best team in baseball. You just kept going. You just not not it. according to MLB rankings. The number one team in baseball is who won? Who's, who's the number one team? They had, did, didn't they have the Giants? No, it's the Dodgers. Giants are like I don't know three or four. This is, it's just so crazy to me, especially these national analysts. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a homer. The Dodgers are my team. I would not put the Dodgers as the best team in baseball. I mean, we just talked about it. You know, this team is too inconsistent. I don't know how you could say that. You know, I think these guys just automatically project, okay, well, eventually the Dodgers will come around and the Dodgers will pull away and the Dodgers will be dominant. And it's like, okay, I'll believe that when they, when I see it, because right now I'm not seeing that. How can you say that when we have a bullpen game every, every fifth day, Mookie is not having a good season. He, well, he's not having a, a Mookie Betts season, you know, We have guys constantly on the disabled list. You know, Albert Pujols is, since he came to the Dodgers, is tied for the team lead in home runs. And that's six. And this is a guy that we both talked about saying, we're not expecting much from him. If he can come and can contribute every now and then, it would be great. So it's just one of those things where I just don't understand how, if you watch this team every day, how can you say they are the best team? I, I, I get it that maybe on paper they have a they have a better roster than the Giants, but the Giants go out there and they beat the teams that are under 500. The Giants go out there and they beat the teams that are red hot. The Cubs were red hot and they went into San Francisco and the Giants took three out of four out of them. No, and you're 100% right. You're 100% right. I mean, I... 
I, I'm, I, I, I currently, as of today, as of the recording of this podcast, in my opinion, the Giants are the best team in baseball. And the fact that any national media has not said that, and it said it's either the Dodgers or the Padres or Houston, they are high on methamphetamine because the Giants are legitimately the best team in baseball. I, I don't care what anyone says. The Giants and, will not win tonight, though, that's for sure. Oh, well, that's that, that's good, good call. Way, way to go on the ledge there. But here's the other thing. Do you know what's the team that has the largest run differential? In both leagues? Uh, Houston, I believe. That's right. It's Rogers, Houston Astros. Yeah. So, again, how can the Dodgers be in the number one spot? They're not number one in run differential. They don't have a better record than the Giants. I, I, well, that, I just – That just changed then, right? Because Dodgers were – they were number one battling number two with the White Sox yeah. a few days ago. So, so that's so, kind of just – Yeah, but the, Astros, the Astros now – the Astros are the number one team in run differential. With the Look, the Giants, the Giants scare me because of the number of lefties that they have in that rotation. And the Dodgers, and the Dodgers man, left-handed hitters. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, remember it was a few years ago, Babyface, where you threw a left-handed pitching machine out there and it would shut out the Dodgers. Yeah. Again, it goes back to a left-hander gets out there and the Dodgers struggle. I mean, Babyface was losing his mind Friday night when the Diamondbacks sent out that bartender who was left-handed to go pitch the game, and he shut him out for eight innings. I mean, listen, I, I again, it's this. I feel like a part of the issue that we're running into is because Rob Manford hits baseball and na- national media is looking at it only for the, the, the sexiness of the name. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. But we also can't be myopic. No, okay? no, no, no. no. I, I get, I get it that we're Dodger fans. This is a Dodger podcast, but you know, let's be realistic. The giants are playing good. So just because they're our most heated rival, we can't sit there. I think we lose all credibility. If we just ignore the fact that the giants are playing really good baseball right now. No, I mean, and listen, I, I and and we'll we'll end it on a positive note. Walker Buehler is a bad man. I don't give a damn what anyone says. That dude's the best starter that just for the last. Even, even though Babyface jinxed his no hitter the other night, that's why we're not talking about it. But did, let's did, also. Did you, do you remember that? Wow, he's pitching really well tonight. And then what happened? <laughs> what happened when Babyface said he's looking really yeah, good? I tonight. said that like in the third inning. He didn't. He didn't lose his no hitter till like what the eighth. So you, you can't blame. But that you on said me. it. What did did Alonzo and I bring it up? I didn't bring it up. I didn't. I bring mentioned it, up. it early. You, I said he was looking good at the plate or something Look, like that. Whatever you say manifests in the most horrible way. You, you were sitting there resistance. saying, "Hey, you know, the, I'm going to go watch the Clippers lose." And what happened? The Clippers were down by like 26 at that point. Rogers changes the channel to go watch the Clippers game, and the Clippers come back and win. Yeah, as you yeah. say, Juan, the Clippers run LA, right? So. <laughs> I like how we put that on you. <laughs> That's what Juan texts us all the time. The big, the, the big Clipper fan that Juan is. Wow. The projection is incredible. Exactly. Incredible. Exactly. Listen, I, 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 I will never be a homer for any team, uh, but the Giants are the best team in baseball. I don't give a damn what anyone says. That's the truth. As a baseball fan slash person that follows baseball, I mean, they're the best team in baseball. I don't care what, what you say, Roger. I don't know, babyface. I, I know you want to make me the biggest jinx because I was at the Dodger game last uh, Wednesday and they lost. Do you recall that? But that's I, the only game they lost in the last week. Wow. <laughs> that, that is true. So I, I don't know who's a bigger Eddie Mush, you or me. So maybe so we. You know what? The litmus test is going to be when he goes to the next game, which I believe you're going to a game this week, are you not? I'm going uh, to the game on Saturday. I'm going. Oh to, no, it was you. That's right, it was you. I'm, I'm going to the game on Saturday. So if they lose again, I just think yeah, at you, that you, point you, it's just that the Dodgers suck and Babyface is right. No, you won't be allowed in the stadium anymore. <laughs> Rogers going to be calling security momentarily because that's exactly how it works, right? <laughs> because I somehow have an effect on this team. By the way, I like how this started as Rogers the jinx, and now it's you. I, exactly, it's you. You're you're the you're the bearer of the fake news. I, this is a, this is incredible. Yeah, well, this will be studied for years to come in, in psychology. But in the interim, thank you for joining us for another edition of the podcast. As uh, as always, you can follow us on the Twitter machine. Uh, my uh, my handle is at the BNA one eight. The Dodgers beat handle is just that Dodgers beat, and uh, Juan's is a uh, oh, I actually don't know what yours is now. 
It's Blue it. Revolt film. Oh, never mind. That's right. That's right. You didn't change it. I, I, I kept thinking you changed it for some reason. And uh, likewise, you can follow us on our Twitter handle for the podcast at Bleed Los Pod. So please. Yes. Po- oh, yeah, that's podcast. right. That's the one that changed. See, I'm really bad at this stuff. Uh, I'm terrible with names. If you haven't learned that by yet, uh, sorry, sorry to disappoint you, but this is, this is who I am. But on that note, we will wrap it up. Julio Diaz is pissed. And we want to thank Roger for uh, corresponding with us from uh, Petco area. And uh, we will catch you next week on the, another edition of the bleed Los podcast. Stay safe. And we'll catch you down the road. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.